What is going on, high achievers, and welcome to another episode of the Consistency Wins Podcast. In this interview, we interviewed our good friend and CPA, Jeff Badu, who is a multi-seven-figure entrepreneur. Super exciting conversation. Make sure you guys tune in on the back end of this conversation as Landon and I will also recap this. If you're an entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur, business owner, self-employed, this is going to be a great episode for you. All right, guys, we got Jeff Badu here. He's an entrepreneur, wealth builder. He's a CPA, actually my CPA. Uh, he's the CEO of Badu Enterprises, which is a multinational conglomerate that owns several key companies. Uh, Jeff's a stud. I met him about a year and a half ago on a webinar he was hosting with Rob Gill at Epic and those guys. And and uh, Jeff and I have done some work together personally and professionally, and it's been a pleasure and we're happy to have you on. How's it going, Jeff? Yeah, it's going pretty good, Landon. How's everything going with you? It's going. It's flowing. Me and Antonio were just down in uh, down in Houston for for a little bit speaking. Got a got a good little speaking engagement going. So just trying to get on your level, Jeff. That's all. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, so Absolutely. for starters, could you just kind of tell our listeners kind of how you got into this space and how things have expanded for you? You have a lot of things going on, but it all seems to be kind of underneath the same umbrella of all moving towards the same direction of what your vision is and everything like that. So could you maybe bring our listeners up to speed on, you know, where you've been and then where you're at today? Yeah. So, um, I was basically to take it, you know, way back. I was born and raised in Ghana, which is on the West side of Africa. And basically I came to the U S when I was eight years old and, you know, fast forward, I studied accounting at the university of Illinois, Urbana, Champaign, Got a bachelor's degree there, got a master's degree as well. And while I was there, I was actually working or interning at PricewaterhouseCoopers, PwC, which is one of the big four public accounting firms in the world today. And um, so I was interning there, you know, learning the ropes of things and just getting the hang of accounting, getting some experience. But on the side, I would do taxes and learn and master my craft of taxes. And so that's where Body Tax Services became an idea in 2010 when I was a freshman in college. And then um, fast forward to September um, 2nd, 2016, which is actually Labor Day in 2016, I made the choice to turn on my two-week notice at PwC because I was tired, I was fed up, um, just didn't want to be in that corporate environment anymore and decided to start, you know, launch the firm Body Tax Services full-time and, you know, fast forward to today, we are a firm that has about 15 people, right? 15 team members. We have a database of 3000 clients in our firm. And that's across all 50 states in the U.S. And we also have a client, um, clients that have a presence in over 25 countries at the moment. And so all of that, you know, um, experience that I had at PwC doing taxes on the side eventually led to the success of the tax firm. And now we're able to expand it to other companies like our real estate investment company, Badu Investments, our nonprofit, the Badu Foundation, which teaches financial literacy to kids and, you know, basically about budgeting, saving, investing in scholarships. And I also got a chance to discover my purpose in life, which is to inspire and support the super hungry to take hold of infinite resources in order to create an abundant lifestyle. Love it. Love it. Now, now let's rewind to 2016. And thank you for sharing all that, by the way. That's amazing. Now, when you're transitioning from 
the public accounting world, there's a level of fear when it goes to when it comes down to coming into practice for yourself. How did you go about overcoming that, and what resources did you you know engage with? Was there mentorship? Was there like what what were some of the steps that you took to eventually get into private practice for yourself? Yeah, so that's a great great question. Number one, you want to know what it is you want to do, right? So I have this thing called the five steps to successfully launching any business. Number one is you have to find something you're passionate about and something you really want to do. And to me, when you're passionate about something, you wake up, you love doing it. You don't even mind whether or not you get paid for it. It's just something that you just love doing. So taxes ended up being a passion of mine because I was doing it for free for people for about six years. And, you know, they they enjoyed the experience, right? And I was like, okay, if I'm doing it for free for them, then there's certainly a way to monetize that passion, you know? And so then what I did was I started researching my industry, which is step number two in the five-step, you know, process. Researched the industry, went on sites like Ibis World, went on Google, went on YouTube, learned how to do taxes, learned about the industry, who are the top players in the industry, what are the competitive advantages, and most importantly, what are the competitive disadvantages of those companies? so that we can make that our competitive advantage. Um, so I literally spent an hour a day doing research while I was in college for five years, right? An hour a day, imagine doing research on your craft, learning it, mastering it, doing all the things you can to, to master everything. And then I went to basically, to step number three was building a business plan, which put things on paper put things in writing, learning all the things that I learned from my research, actually putting that into writing and saying, hey, you know what? I want to make sure that this thing that I'm learning, right, this, all the research that I've done, hour a day, all that research, I want to put it on paper. I want to put down, you know, who my target market is going to be, where I'm going to prepare taxes, how much am I going to charge, you know, just, just those, um, those basic details, put it on paper. Um, some may think it's a hundred page document, but it was only a two page document to start with that just evolved. Now it's about six pages or so, right? So it's still nothing too massive or drastic or anything like that. I tend to like simplicity over complexity. So basically once I formed the business plan, then I went to test the business plan on a few folks, family, friends, volunteering, you know, people, anyone who I can get my hands on. I remember in 2015 when I was at PwC, we were working busy season about 60 to 70 hours a week. And then at night, I would actually do taxes for about two hours for people, you know, and then on the weekend, Saturday, even Sundays, I had to sacrifice some Sundays. I had to do taxes for some folks too. So it took a lot of hustle, a lot of grind. And then on September 2nd, 2016, I decided to make the jump and went on to launch the business full time. That is beautiful. And this, this is a perfect segue into some of the questions that I wanted to ask because a lot of people have this misconception, right? We hear it all the time, like, oh, multimillionaires, they have like seven different income streams, right? But first you have to master one. So let's revert back to your story and how you literally spent five years mastering your craft and becoming the best Jeff Badu, the CPA possible, eventually, you know, getting into the world of self-employment. Now, when you get into that world, people think that you're a business owner, but really you just own a really high paying job at the end of the day, right? Working 15, 16 hour days over the course of the next couple of years. How did you go about removing yourself from the business? When did you know it was time to do that? And then how'd you become Jeff Badu, the entrepreneur? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it took a lot of um, quote number one it took sacrifice, right? So in the first few years of a business, you want to give it time. It's like a baby. You can't just neglect the baby. If you neglect the baby, guess what? The baby's not going to turn out as good as you wanted it to, and or you may have the baby taken away from you, right? So it's similar. Starting a business is like taking care of a baby. And that you have to nurture it. You have to give it the time and energy. Yes, I have spent 80 hours a week on the business, working in the business at some point. I'm the guy that used to be up till 3, 4 a.m. doing taxes. It was miserable. It was horrible. But I knew what it was going to I knew what was going to come after that. I knew that if I hired a business coach, which was what helped me get to the next level. If I read books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Cashflow Quadrant, The 4-Hour Workweek. If I read these types of books, guess what? It's going to lead me into the right direction. So basically, after working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, I realized this is not really something I really want to do in terms of working that long for the long term. So after reading the books, after hiring a business coach, the first advice that was given to me was why not hire an assistant who can help manage the small, minute tasks like checking emails sending out mail, doing some marketing, right? Things that we know we need to do, but we probably don't think is the sexiest things in terms of running the business, right? So I hired an assistant, a virtual assistant on a site called Task Bullet, and just tested it out, right? Lauren Buffett said, you always, whenever you're about to do something, whenever you're about to get into the water, don't ever put both toes in the water, both feet in the water first. Put one toe, one feet in water, test the temperature, and then if you like it, then you jump in all, you know, you go all in. So I hired an assistant and, you know, was just testing it out, seeing what, what kinks are in the process. The assistant eventually freed up my time. So instead of me working 80 hours a week, now I'm down to 60 hours a week. And then a series of friends came to me and said, hey, I see what you're doing. I want to become a part of it. Can you show me? So I started teaching them about the business, started teaching about taxes how to run the business, and then was able to delegate some tax returns to them so that I'm no longer working 60 hours a week. Now I'm working 40 hours a week and they're taking on 20 hours of that time, right? So some people say time is money. I'll say time is greater than money because time is worth way more than money. And so being able to cut down from 80 hours a week to 40 hours a week was able to allow me to now go out and get more clients, to hire more people, and basically work on the things that are important in the business, such as doing a strategic overview of the business, creating systems. And so to, to really answer your question, what helped me was delegation, um, you know, coaching and mentoring, and then the books. The books were very, very vital to helping me get to this stage. So you've so you've written a couple books too, which I want to get into, or you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit. You mentioned something earlier, competitive advantage, right? That you had to discover. What is what is your competitive advantage in the marketplace and how have you been able to leverage that to scale your business up to this point? Yeah, that's a great question, Landon. So there's four competitive advantages that Budget Tax Services has. Um, number one is we basically, here's the thing. We educate. The reason why the firm was even created to begin with was education. We provide tons of education. We do webinars, workshops, in-person speaking engagements. You know, we go out to the communities and provide workshops. We teach to the homeless. We provide tons of education. 
um, you know, newsletters. We send out newsletters to our clients. Um, some of our clients, when they have trouble with something, we'll literally sit down with them, walk them through a specific situation and help solve their problem. So number one is education. Number two is we are 100% virtual CPA firm. Something that a lot of firms before the pandemic were not doing and they got burned pretty badly, right? And so with that being said, um, you know, essentially once they, as they, um, they basically couldn't necessarily get through the pandemic as well as they could, they went out of business and now we started dominating in the marketplace. You know, and then number three is we are a young CPA firm. Our average age is about 30 years old or so. You know, so we are young. So we have a lot of longevity. And the last but not least, we have a lot of access to business professionals. So as far as like, okay, so you mentioned young, right? You guys are a young group. Um, what does that look like? I, Antonio and myself own a business together, right? And we work with a lot of younger folks. And a lot of times you find that not many people in our age group are as focused and, and driven as, as the entrepreneurs are, right? So how do you manage some of those relationships as you scale, as you bring people on? How do you also maybe sometimes part from those relationships and, and navigate that as a business owner? Yeah. I mean, relationships are everything, right? Relationships are very vital. Um, so basically you, you want to make sure that you, you're, you're, you're basically catering to the people. So in a, in a perfect world, you have this network, which is a lot of people in it. In your network, you want to make sure that there are certain people in the network that you really cater to, right? That you really pay close attention to the relationship. These are people who will help you. These are people who will you know, help you develop, help you grow. These are your coaches, your mentors. These are your mentees. These are your team. So basically, you want to make sure that when you build a network, you're not just neglecting it and saying, oh, yeah, I just met this person at the networking event. Let me just go ahead and forget about them, right? There's no sense in that. Network is something that I view as intentional. Um, there is general networking where you go to an event, you meet a lot of people, get business cards, cool, right? But there's certain people in the room that you really want to pay close attention to, set up a follow-up meeting, and ensure that you are doing the things that you need to do to basically cater that relationship, right? The others that are in the network, it's cool, they can stay there. Some people trickle off eventually. You still want them there, maybe check in with them every once in a while, but there are certain people you just wanna keep checking in with them, maybe once a month at least, so that you can you know, make sure you are nurturing that relationship. That's so well said. And that, that's what Lan and I have committed to over the last couple of years of just building relationship capital, right? Consistently depositing into those relationship bank accounts without any expectations in return. And over time, that just magically rather gets you business or just, you know, makes your quality of life better. And there's good people within your network, right? Because over time, as you can stay consistent, as you realize what your vision is, you know, money's going to take care of itself. So now it becomes, how can I find the right people to do life with and continue to scale that? Right. So this is really well said. Now, I know that we don't want to give out too much free game on this, but you know, you being a CPA and a tax professional, tax expert, we, we, you know, we got to talk a little bit about taxes, especially we're in Q3. We work with a lot of business owners. What are some tips that we can have, you know, nearing the end of the year that business owners need to know some, maybe some books, some, some immediate action steps they can take leading up to the end of the year. 
Yeah, that's a great, great question, um, Antonio. It's basically, here's, here's the thing, right? So let's just take it back to the basics. Let's say a business owner hasn't been doing things right to begin with. Number one, you want to make sure you have a business, right? You want to make sure that your idea that you put on paper is an actual business now, right? That's the basics. You got a business plan and you're ready to launch your business. Now, let's say you've already launched a business. Number one, you want to have an LLC, a limited liability company in place to channel all your income and expenses through because that's what's going to serve as what we call a tax shelter. And with the tax shelter, basically what that does is it allows you to you know channel all your income and expenses be able to gain tax benefits tax write-offs or tax deductions so that you're able to minimize or trim down your taxable income so that you're not paying as much in taxes right and on top of that you're protecting yourself legally meaning if somebody were to sue you they can't take what you own personally they can only take what your company owns right and so you want to set up the LOC. Number two, you want to set up a business checking account, a business credit card account, and a QuickBooks account. Right? A business checking account, business credit card account, and a QuickBooks account. What this does is now separates you from the business so that you have all your business transactions going into a business checking account, all your business expenses being paid out of your business credit card account. And then you have your QuickBooks to be able to track your income and expenses on a monthly basis so that if the IRS were to audit you, you have a nice clean paper trail and you have proof to back up your transactions. Number three, um, you may want to consider being taxed as an S corporation. If you're making $40,000 or more in net profit, net profit being revenue income minus your expenses. So if you have $40,000 or more in net profit, what's left over, you may want to become an S corp to avoid the self-employment taxes which is at 15.3%, right? That's the 40,000 level is the level where we say, hey, the, the benefits are going to outweigh the cost. And so with that, that's what we might want to think about being an S-Corp, which will require us to run W-2 payroll, which is one of the nuances of the S-Corp. And then number four is you want to do your quarterly estimated tax payments, right? So every quarter, you want to make sure you're paying your fair share, whatever you deem that to be. And we can certainly talk about how to trim down that fair share but last but not least, you file your taxes if you're an individual by April 15th. If you're an escort for partnership, then you do it by March. Now, we do have a lot of sales professionals that are on 1099 that listen to this podcast. Where does it become applicable to be an S-Corp in that world? Or can you even be an S-Corp as a you know, sole proprietor working commission? Yeah, if you're 1099, you can convert. Um, number one, you want to form your LLC. Right? You want to form your business entity. And then you can convert that LLC into an S-Corp. Or if you have a corporation, you can convert the corporation into the S-Corp. Would you mind telling our, our listeners a little bit about some of the content you've put out there, whether it's you know your podcast, your books, your courses that are out there? How, how can our listeners you know, track all that, read all that, absorb all that content? Yes, sir. Yeah, definitely appreciate it, Landon. And you know, as I mentioned before, I, my purpose in life is real simple. Right, to inspire and support the super hungry to take hold of infinite resources in order to create an abundant lifestyle. One may be wondering, well, where do you find said infinite resources? I actually created a website um, called jeffbadu.com in 2015. Basically, as a, as a source, people were like, man, there's so much information out in the world. I don't know where to start. 
I want to learn about finances. I want to learn about money. Where in the world do I start? Well, I said, go on our website. Why is it that simple? And I say, yeah, just click on the website, jeffbadu.com, J-E-F-F-B-A-D-U.com. It's going to point you to articles, the different blogs that I've written, videos, right? If you're a video guy or video gal, um, you can watch in a video format. Or if you're on your way to work and you like podcasts, we have it in podcast form as well. And then you did mention I have books. I've written four books, including the Infinite Expansion book, which is a book about my purpose, my life story, and the 12 steps to creating an abundant lifestyle, right? It's called Infinite Expansion. Um, basically, and this, this is the book right here, How to Infinitely Expand Your Vision of Abundance. It's directly on the website. You can also get it on Amazon. It's a very short read, maybe about 70 pages or so. And then I wrote the part two of the book last year, which is called The Super Hungry, Nine Action Steps to Take Hold of Infinite Resources, right? So basically the part one of the book is giving you the overview of everything. And then the part two of the book is literally saying, hey, take a resource and how do you take hold of it and take advantage of it, right? Then you have other books like Seven Figures, How to Become a Millionaire. And then last but not least, um, The Legendary Asset, Six Reasons Why You Should Own Real Estate. All these books, Wealth of Knowledge on the website. And then last but not least, our Infinite Wealth course, which is a three-hour course that basically teaches you about taxes, right? What we just went over today, imagine going in depth in video format, lifetime access. And so jeffbadu.com, J-E-F-F-B-A-D-U.com is the site that literally gives you infinite resources. It's a one-stop shop, and it's going to give you the knowledge that you need to pursue, you know, basically to jump off your financial and tax journey. And we'll be sure to put those in the show notes. So guys, when you listen, when you're done listening to this episode, hop down below and, and check jeffbadu.com out. Um, Jeff, so usually towards the end here, our, our podcast is called the Consistency Wins Podcast, right? So we'd love you to talk a little bit about what consistency means to you and how that's impacted you in your life, but then also just leave our guests with, or our listeners with uh, some words of wisdom that you'd like to just kind of finish out with. Thank you for that, Landon. So consistency is everything, right? Anything in life that you want to become successful at, you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent in your knowledge and education. If you want to become an attorney, you have to consistently learn about law, right? You have to consistently learn about how to become the best attorney. If you want to become the best accountant or CPA, you have to consistently do research. You have to consistently perfect your craft. And you have to consistently do the things that you need to do. If you want to become the best father in the world, you have to consistently take good care of your kids, take good care of your spouse, and do the things that you know are righteous and good to become a good father. Right? Consistency is everything. Without being consistent, you can't really get to the dream. You can't really achieve the dream if you're not consistent. How did Michael Jordan become the greatest basketball of all time, you know, greatest basketball player of all time. He consistently went to the gym, he practiced, he shot jump shots, and he practiced scenarios where there was only five seconds left on the clock. He did that thousands of times. And guess what? He's the best closer that we have, you know, we've ever witnessed in the game because he was consistent. Consistency wins championships without being consistent. And I'll even do you one greater persistent which is an extreme level of consistency. You can't really achieve the dream, so you must be consistent. And that's what's gotten me to where I am today. Boom. Love that. 
I always say persistency will get you there. Consistency will keep you there. Amen so Jeff, to that. Well said, man. I appreciate the wealth of knowledge that you brought here. And, you know, have a great rest of your day, brother. I <laughs> appreciate it, fellas. Thank you. What an, what an interview, man. You know, we, we collided with Jeff about a year and change ago on a webinar. And uh, who would have thought that we would have been able to work with him a little bit, you know, on the personal side, but then, and then the business side, but then also have him on a podcast. And, you know, Jeff reached out to me about two, three months ago and wanted to come on. And uh, I felt like it was good timely. And not to mention, he's a he's a perfect mold of the, of the people that come on our podcast to begin with. By the way, this is episode 65 that we just finished and wrapped up. Pretty cool. Wow. Wow. Episode 65. Kudos to us. Yeah. Kudos to us. Awesome. And, and yeah, could, couldn't reiterate everything that you just said. So, uh, so well eloquently said, my friend. You know, I learned so much from Jeff on that episode, just talking about business building and entrepreneurship in general and mindset. I mean, the guy's a genius. Initially, when I first met Jeff, I was like, all right, you know, Jeff's going to be the guy that helps us with tax planning and CPA. And then you start to get to know Jeff a little bit better. And you realize there's a much bigger reach beyond that. And the guy can act as a consultant. He's building businesses. It's a really exciting time for him. Go go on the website, guys, jeffbadu.com, J-E-F-F-B-A-D-U.com. And he'll show you, it'll show you everything he's got going on. There's a lot of layers to his business, but it's all underneath the same it's all moving in the same direction, but he's got a lot of value and a lot of layers to it. And the cool part about it is he started everything basically in college. You know, how many generations have you been able to start businesses in college? Do you think maybe the last like 30 years, 20 years mm-hmm. or so? I don't know. It's a completely open-ended statement. I'm not sure, but um, pretty, pretty, pretty inspiring for a young guy like himself, what he's been able to build over 3000 clients, um, you know, and, and just personally working for him. This isn't a plug or anything, but very easy to work with as well, right? Gets back to you very quickly. Uh, and this is a guy operating a pretty large business. Gets back to you quickly over a text or email. Has a pretty elaborate team that's on top of things. Um, so it's been a pleasure working with him professionally and getting to see kind of uh, the the client experience that he's created uh, and, and built out around him. So Yeah, well said. And anytime I put a client in, a, in an email thread with him, his team's reaching out multiple times to make sure they're getting on the calendar and getting a quality level of service. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, the way that we like to do business, especially if we're going to do business with someone that we're going to eventually refer our network to, is we always want to do business with them first, right? We want to experience what their, you know, process looks like in their client experience. So we make sure that it's a proper setting to send other clients to. And Jeff and his team are definitely, you know, a part of that criteria. One thing that I, I think I took away the most, though, was Jeff's commitment to mastery of his craft. Right. Something that I've wavered over the last couple of years, like in, in, as we both know, you know, going through this podcast over the last couple of years, you've seen the evolution of me just kind of wanting to do all these different things, hopping around. But then I would say two years in, you and I really sat down and we're like, all right, this is, this is what we want to do. We want to do X, Y, and Z. And this is what we're going to commit to. And we're going to be the best in the world this. And we've committed to that mastery. And everyone that I've researched, everyone that's, you know, in the big players, the big spaces, they're all masters of what they do and they commit to it every single day on the micro. And that's the exciting stuff, man. Yeah. And, and 
countless times during this interview, you heard Jeff talk about vision and mission and his passion and where he's, and it's very specific. It's very, it's very poignant, specific, and it's digestible in less than 15 seconds of what he says his mission is. Right. So, um, I think that took us a little bit of time to figure out as of recent. Um, but, but we're, you know, like we talked about in the last episode, kind of really found where we need to get vertical and, and how we're doing things. And so, um, the growing pains are good. They're, they're healthy, you know, and uh, it's cool to see someone like Jeff, who's kind of, you know, built his, his practice and business to a place where we aspire to essentially, you know? Um, so it's, it was inspiring for, for, for us. I would speak for you and say that. Right? Yeah. And, and to your point, that's the importance of thinking in decades, not just years, right? Cause if we're looking at this in the form of like, all right, we need to get this done in a year, then right. we're going to be super anxious we're going to be, you know, comparing ourselves to what we did last year or earlier this year, whatever that looks like. But if we're looking at this from a 10 year perspective, the first three years have been pretty fucking good, man. Yeah, you know, they've been actually a lot better than I think if we were to sit down and create a 10 year plan three years ago. Right? Yeah, that- so that's that's the commitment to the decades. And then by creating proper systems and processes, you can turn decades into days as you get better at your craft. It's that big money energy concept with Ryan Serhant where he talks about, you know, and you and I have talked about this a couple of times on here, but like, what do you, what motivates you? It's like, well, for me, it's, it's me five years from now. It's me. It's age 30 me. Like, I don't want to look back and have a conversation with myself at age 30 today and myself tell me, dude, you missed the boat. Like you should have stopped doing this. You should have focused on that. You know, those are the things that kind of wake me up sometimes. Cause I, I certainly am not perfect with all that. Right. So. Um, like you said, though, not 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 being too nearsighted or, or shortsighted, it's hard not to be sometimes when you're in the thick of things. But being able to zoom yourself out and look at the bigger picture, the long term, the long term play is is the way to go. You know, you're, you're preaching to the choir, bro. And Landon Land and I, we we chat probably like it's so funny because it, it, a five minute phone call could probably suffice, but we're like texting for like the th- first thirty minutes of the day. And usually, I say something that's like <laughs> provocative to get him going a little bit, and then half the time I'm kidding. But, you know, through that, I'm just like, fuck, man, like we got to do this. We got to do this. And like we've coined me short term Tony. Right. So like <laughs> I, I, I have to always combat like not looking to seek short term gratification. Right. If you if you so happen to commit to that long term vision, it just so happens that the universe starts to reward you with short term gratification. And that short term gratification is months or years, not days. Right. And then sometimes those days do happen. But committing to the process mastery each and every day and each and every hour gets you to that successful level pretty much in perpetuity. Yeah, well said. And the part the, the issues that I've been facing recently, and I don't know if you relate to this, is like we're so focused on process and so focused on 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 the grind and building things out, but then there's the more success you have, the more times there's more opportunities to get pulled away from the treadmill of that you're that you're running on. At least for me, like there's a lot of times where when I'm when I have my focus and when I have my time to be at the desk, you know, in my in my element, you know, running through my normal routine through our normal processes, things are great. However, what that's fostered in is trips and events and other relationships that have come from all of this traction we've created. But it's tough sometimes to integrate and balance some of that stuff alongside of still growing what we're growing. And it's easy to get pulled into the short term stuff and then the, what got you there on the back burner temporarily. So th- that's been an, an issue in my world recently. I don't know if that's been relatable to you or, or any of our listeners, but. Yeah. Got to be very particular with what you say yes and no to. Right. Yeah. Now it's been a little bit easier on my end because I live alone and I'm single in Miami. Right. Like, and I don't, and some people here are single in Miami and they, they think the whole other spectrum. I'm actually 
on the opposite side of the spectrum where like, I don't really do much. I just work. Um, and <laughs> then my down, dog. I'll vouch for you, dude. I come down to see you and, and you would think, you know, single guy, Miami living in a high rise apartment. Like you would think, you would think this kid's out and about, you know, not sleeping. I don't think you, I don't think you, I don't think you, you leave that, you leave your office more than, you know, maybe eight hours during the entire week. And that's just probably to go for a walk or a run or something. Like. <laughs> it's, it's go, to, go for a walk or run, or I leave the office to go to the living room or, or to right. my bedroom, right? Or to the gym up or, or to the gym, two floors above you. Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> like right now in, yeah. I'm in, I'm in a locked in focus state because I know the dividends that it's going to pay out. And you know, during the summer, it's too fucking hot to go outside anyway. And you know, I have a good little network here and you know, those guys I'll hang out with here and there, but over time, the, constant dinners every night and going out to the clubs and stuff. You tell yourself in the beginning that that's relationship building, which in a sense, sometimes it is. But as you continue to do that, then it's just you're trying to justify something that is probably ends up being a toxic habit, right? So it's, it's those short-sighted things that are pulling you away from the long-term vision. Yeah. And like, we yeah. know what we need to do. We've, you know, core, uh, what's the word? Fostered coordinated. connections. Yeah, we've Fostered. coordinated with the right people. Yeah. We, we have the people in our network. We have the vision. We're working with the coaches. So everything that we need is right in front of us. And obviously new relationships that we want to take advantage of come, the long, uh, come along the way. But right now it comes down to detailed, focused work. And that's what it comes down to. Cutting out distractions. If we could do that for the next couple of years, we are literally setting ourselves up for the rest of our lives. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's been, I know I, this might be annoying to some of the listeners, but it, it's so hard not to sometimes when we get back on these podcasts and, you know, we'll go a couple weeks here and there. We try to put something out, you know, every month, but in general, like we get to come back and kind of hop off the, the treadmill briefly and, and, and recalibrate and, and re re go through what the last month or two have looked like. And we're always a little nostalgic. We're always a little bit like, holy shit, 65 episodes, you know, uh, it's just crazy to think that this all started in 2019. And I don't want to make this another couple minutes of us talking about that. Cause I feel like we always do, but it's just crazy to think, you know, and the name of the podcast consistency wins, obviously. So obviously that's what we're all about. Uh, you know, how many people have started a podcast, put out three, four episodes and then haven't done dick after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I haven't done anything, you know, and we, that, we have so. guests consistently begging to get on our show and we're like, you know, sometimes we're rescheduling <laughs> months out. We're booked it's, out it's, over six months right now. It's crazy. No, it's crazy, man. And it's exciting though. It's 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 really good things to have in your life that sometimes you need to find solutions to. And usually the solution comes down to taking some time out of your day to create the proper systems to delegate it, right? Yeah. Who, not how. Most of the yeah. times, like we were on the uh the Zoom call with one of our, you know, the, the agencies that we work with. And yesterday the guy was like, you know what? There are things that I need to do to be better. You know, it's like, oh, what am I? What am I not doing? And then I said, I turned around the question. I said, it, the, the, the answer shouldn't be, what am I not doing? The, the question should be, what am I doing that I should probably be delegating to somebody else? Right. 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 Most what of the shouldn't time, the you problem, be doing? Yeah. Exactly. Said, so like, right? if, you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you're most likely a high achiever, right? And we don't have any problems getting, sitting down and getting to work. The problem ends up being, how the hell do I get away from my laptop? Or how do I get away from personal development and actually live my life, right? So- if that's your problem, you have to understand how to properly utilize teams and proper systems to take your time away. Because a lot of us just think, you know, if I'm not doing anything, I might as well be busy and doing this shit. But your quality of life suffers significantly. And so how can I come down to mastering that process and then delegating it to somebody else that will be able to do the same thing so I can now multiply my time a little bit better? Yeah, so, well said. I, I want to make, make a quick plug to the next episode. 
we're going to be talking about our Houston trip. We're going to be talking about a lot of that, just you and I. I'm pretty excited about it. But that's probably a really good segue into just teeing up the next episode that's coming out after after this one with Jeff. Yeah, next episode, it'll be just me and Landon. We'll talk, I, I'd probably say minimum 20 to 30 minutes just, just yeah. to unpack everything. It's going to be super detail-oriented, a lot of action steps that you'll be able to take away immediately from that podcast. I'm going to send it out to everyone. There's a couple podcasts that we do that I just like, I feel the need to, everyone needs to be aware of the stuff. Most of them are, but there are a couple that are really like, hey, like I think you really need to listen to this one in, the, in this time of your life. And this next one coming up after Jeff will be significantly, uh, you know, must listen because we're going to recap our Houston trip and we'll talk about how we got to that point of getting to Houston, being able to speak on stage in front of a couple hundred people, and then also some of the people we made, how we're going about fostering those relationships, and then also a couple of the talks that we listened to that we were meeting, immediately taking action steps on. So big time. Stay tuned. Hope you enjoyed the Jeff episode. And also, if you are a business owner, entrepreneur, self-employed, 1099, and you have not gotten started on your tax planning leading into quarter four, you are doing yourself a disservice and you are losing money. Get on it.